Welcome to the Utah Epochapalians. Well, the legislature has gathered in Utah. What should we do as a church to seek social justice? What are the topics that are important to us on the Hill? What can Episcopalians do to be heard? All topics on the Utah Epochapalians, a podcast of the Diocese of Utah, where we look at our unique land of Utah and our guests, Bishop Scott B. Hayashi, who is a frequent visitor to the Capitol during these sessions, and we're delighted to have Nancy Appleby. Now, she has been a voice for the voiceless for years at our legislature, truly a community advocate and a tireless Episcopalian committed to social justice, and it's delightful to see you. And I know even after we record this podcast, you're heading up to the hill one more time. You know the way. You're up there day after day, topics that you know probably aren't going to pass, but why do you do it? Because over the long haul, it makes a difference, and it makes a big difference. Um, our legislators keep track of how many people turn up when there are events. They keep track of phone calls, of emails. Um, they watch things, and if we're not there, then they don't understand that we have strong feelings about issues. And I want to start at one place that I know a lot of us, and we're going to get to the bishop in a moment, of <laughs> course, but they know that Bishop Hayashi is seen in the newspapers, he's on television, and they know that um, he's been tireless too at the legislature. And they say, well, they'll listen to him, but will they really listen to one of us <coughs> who is not known as a leader, perhaps, or somebody that isn't well-known in the community, but do they listen? Sometimes they do, and sometimes not so much, but it's important. it's important to have your voice be part of it, and sometimes it's simply important to be there. When I go up at noon today, it will be because the young people who are locally involved in the group called March for Our Lives will be having a press conference, and what they need from me this morning is not my voice, but simply my presence. So I'll be there for moral support, and so that it is apparent that people care about what they're doing. And of course, this uh, podcast <coughs> will be heard throughout the legislature, so when you <laughs> say today, it will be uh, something about gun violence. I know it could be something about uh, health care, it could be something about uh, services for the impoverished yes. or whatever, and you'll, so it, you can just substitute a new uh, type of bill. And now I want to come to you, uh, Bishop Hashi. You actually are under <coughs> direction from when you accepted the call to be bishop. That was one of the calls that people had. We want somebody of social justice. Why is that important that a church <coughs> be involved in social justice? Well, well, first of all, social justice is a term that gets used a lot, and I would, I, I become increasingly disenchanted almost with the term social justice. I'd rather use gospel values. Mm -hmm. um, these are the values that Jesus himself spoke of um, when, when he talked about peace, when he, when he talked about taking care of the poor, when, when, he, when he talked about, um, extending hospitality to strangers. 
These are all the things which Jesus spoke about. So I don't necessarily view it so much as social justice, so much as being faithful uh, to what the one, the person I call my Lord, my Master and Savior, said that we are called to do in this world. Um, so I would rather you use that term. And why is it important? Because the church has a very important role in society, and that is to be the conscience for the society at large, the conscience for the culture. And in the time in which we find ourselves living, um, if we do not exercise that very important role of being that um, for our elected officials, whether they be state officials, whether they be federal, whether they be city or county, then we are not living up to the responsibility that we have uh, as, as a church. Um, and if we do not live up to that responsibility of being the voice of conscience, then I would ask the question, then why bother at all to have a church? Um, I, I believe that the Episcopal Church has a responsibility to be that voice. And if we do not step into that, then does the Episcopal Church have any meaning whatsoever? Uh, or is it just a club where people gather together on a Sunday morning to sing some hymns and try to make each other feel better? Um, the, it's this work, um, whether it be um, done by acts of kindness within the congregation or being a witness in the larger world, which I say makes the worship have meaning. And without that, I don't think a worship has much in the way of, of meaning. Now, Nancy here, Nancy Appleby, um, <coughs> as you pointed out, Craig, has been a longtime advocate here in the state of Utah, much longer than me, uh, most certainly. And to the question of, does do people at the legislature listen to Nancy um, because she is not, you know, a denominational head as I am, the answer that I give to that question is, yes, of course they do. In fact, I think they actually listen to Nancy and to others who are not the denominational head much more because, frankly, they expect me to be up there. Um, they, they feel that here's a fellow, he's getting paid for this, um, so of course he's going to be up here. Um, but for someone who takes the time uh, to be up there who's not being paid, um, they listen to that. That, I think, in many ways is a much more authentic voice uh, than someone like me. Um, so I think that Nancy, with her many years uh, of doing that, um, has demonstrated the importance of the person who was not sitting in my chair um, to be up there. And indeed, let me also go back um, to 10 years ago, or 2010, um, when um, I was in one of one of four candidates to be the next bishop here, uh, when Nancy Appleby threw out the question, if you are elected bishop, will you be um, speaking out publicly uh, on matters which she believes, and I believe, um, are very important to be heard? And I responded, well, yes, I would. I thought that was fundamental to the role and responsibility of a bishop. And Nancy, um, I know everybody says, but does it matter? Is it important? And let's look at one thing that I know for a decade that you've been fighting for, and that was like hate crime legislation or other legislation, Medicaid, which uh, was in other forms of healthcare and things like that. 
poor impoverished store for our neighbors, um, we saw those come to fruition. We have watched equal rights among same-sex couples in Utah. So there have been those. Would those have happened if people like you wouldn't have gone up to the legislature? It's tough to speculate about that. I don't know whether they would have happened or not, but, but I know that being there has made a difference. And perhaps, perhaps we've hastened some of these things, um, at the very least with our presence. And, and it's the long haul. You know that it takes a long time for many of these things to happen. But if you keep at it, eventually they do. Well, those certainly did. And, yeah, that, they did. And, and I think there were a lot of people that said, this will never happen. We will never have uh, absolute full Medicaid expansion. We will never have one of the most progressive hate crime um, yeah. enhancement bills that we all watched uh, come forward. And we would never have such things as same-sex equality in, in marriage. And here we've had them. But let's go now to what the topics are at hand this particular session. We know that there are some um, gun violence prevention legislation that um, has come to mind that I know that uh, um, you will be part of, the um, bishop will be part of. Uh, what are some of the those bills? What are some of the things that we are seeing in this session that we should be aware of and that perhaps we should be part of of at least following and being part of the testimony, being part of the lobbying effort? Two things, two, two bills that have already been introduced uh, with regard to gun violence issues. One of them is the Extreme Risk Protection mm -hmm. Protective Order Bill, and that has, been, that has been introduced. And a second one is a bill that will ask for universal background checks. Both of these things, I think, are very, very important for us. And if they don't happen this time, they will happen next time or the time after that. It's a long, it's a long road with many of these things, but each year incrementally adds to the probability that something good will happen. What are some talking points, and maybe both of you, let's start with you, Bishop. What are some talking points that perhaps somebody could talk to a legislator, and also the process. Should they call? Should they go visit? Should they email? What is the effective way to um, talk to your legislator? All of the above. Call, email, and visit. Um, and in the Utah legislature, anyone can go to the Capitol uh, and see their representative or senator. Anyone can. Um, and so taking the time to do that, taking the time to uh, call their office and leave a message. You don't have to speak to uh, your legislator himself or herself. You can leave a message and they'll record that. Sending, sending an email, um, sending a postcard. All of those things uh, are very, very important to do and they really do pay attention to that. If 15 people um, take time to do that, they consider that a landslide of opinion. 15 people. And I would say that some people say it's intimidating to go up there, you're standing outside. There's all these professional lobbyists who stand outside the doors at the beautiful Capitol building. And these folks come out 
and they have a little card you fill out and they come out and there's all these professionals and here you are and it seems a little intimidating. I don't think you've ever been intimidated. I have been intimidated. <laughs> but what advice do you have for those that say, this is just not something I well, think I could do? You start with something small. A very easy way to plug into these things is by going to the Utah legislature's website. And you can do that at le.utah.gov. Um, it's full of wonderful resources. You can find out how to track bills. You can look at the schedules, when things are being heard in committees. You can get information about how specifically to be in touch with your legislator. Um, it's an easy thing, and if you're nervous about it, the way to start is with the smaller things, like phone calls and emails, uh, perhaps letters to the editor of the Tribune or the Deseret News, and information about doing that is available on the editorial page, either in print version if you're still doing that, or the online version gives you that information as well. So you start with the small things that you feel comfortable with, and as you begin to feel a little more confident and meet other people who are doing things, then you work your way up to being there and sometimes even speaking. Mm -hmm. And uh, getting back to your question, though, which we really did not answer, Craig, uh, what are some talking points uh, regarding the universal background checks? You could say 89% of the people in Utah, Republicans and Democrats, um, gun owners and non-gun owners support it, 89%. Um, so that's a simple talking yeah. point right there. Yeah. And another one would simply be, you could say that, um, you could say to the legislator, if your legislator is one that does not support it, say, you know, as a constituent of yours, to me it's very, very important that you support this, and I will be paying attention to this as we move into the next election cycle. Yeah. Because that, to me, is one of the most important talking points you can give, that as a constituent, this is so important to you, you'll be watching this as it moves forward. Um, the ERPO, we want to speak on the ERPO, the Extreme Risk Protection Board. Of course, Protection yes. Board. Yeah. Um, if your Uncle George had a house full of firearms and was showing behavior that made you worried about his mental state, ERPO would provide for some legal steps that, that you could take to perhaps remove those firearms until Uncle George was getting the help that he needed and, and feeling better. That's just a simple kind of way to, to explain that. But um, that's an important bill for everybody, but I think particularly for families in crisis. Yes, and that was, um, that to me is one of the simple ones and one of the most important ones as well as the universal background checks because the vast majority of gun deaths in Utah are suicides. Yep, yeah. We, we've seen that and, and of course the diocese has been a gathering place for groups to get together and to discuss yeah. these um, issues that there have been dinners, there's been strategy yeah. meetings on that, uh, very important. And should remind you all that we're listening to the Utah Epochalians, a podcast of the Diocese of Utah. Our guests are the Right Reverend Scott B. Hayashi, the Bishop of Utah, Nancy Appleby, who has been a faithful Episcopalian, but in this case, a great <laughs> advocate. And you will see her at the legislature virtually every day 
and and it's admiration <laughs> for the tireless efforts that you have. I'm Craig Worth, and I'm just asking the questions, and I, I'm just wonderful to hear your your comments. And let's continue. We've talked about gun. We've talked about gun violence. This legislative session certainly has a, a lot more bills than gun violence. What are some of the other things that you hope that people are looking at? Some of the things that I know we'll be seeing you up at the legislature about. At the end of the month, on the 30th of January, Crossroads Urban Center is uh, doing an event to draw attention to the problem of, of child homelessness in Utah. That's, it seems to me, an issue that could be supported by every voting citizen out there. Uh, Crossroads has done wonderful things through the years in involving people from the community in legislative activities and shining a spotlight on issues that we need to pay attention to. So the 30th of January, 10 in the morning until noon, is a time when people could go up to the hill and again be part of part of the group that can visibly be counted. I would say the Crossroads is a good email list to get involved with. Yes. Bill Tibbetts does a yep. wonderful job letting us all know. Yep. And again, the Utah legislature among the 50 states is very good in announcing bills, in having a legislative um, calendar that is very easy to read either at the Capitol or on um, real time on online sites. So that's an important one. Homelessness, we know, is, is an issue. We have some environmental issues. I would imagine that you will be also partaking on. Do you want to speak to any of those? Or I know we haven't really seen the formulated bills. Not, on not a lot specifically. Of no, we haven't seen those. We haven't seen those yet. I do think that another one regarding are um, things that we ought to be paying attention to. Uh, in Utah, one is capital punishment, um, and there's a there's a move and an effort to try to stop capital punishment in in Utah because a it costs us a lot of money, um, b again it's a gospel value again that Jesus spoke about um, if a person strikes you on the right cheek turn to the left cheek um, there there's certainly um, his teaching is very 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 clear you know, on that. And then, of course, we have the tax situation of taxing food. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Which, is, which is, a which for me, you know, as a person who makes a very good salary, um, if I have to pay sales tax on a, a head of lettuce or a can of garbanzo beans, to me, that's not much of a problem. But for a person whose means are very, very minimal, taxing food is a tremendous burden and, and affects the the people with the least amount of means much more. Uh, and I think it is just an absolute terrible thing um, that we do here in Utah. We're taxing food and then we're turning around and giving tax breaks to exactly. giant corporations, which, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to debate those, but I'm going to say that at least we know as um, members of a faith group that uh, this probably has a, some degree of um, concern for us that when we are taxing food, uh, something that we never thought would happen, and again, Crossroads has been very, very big on those issues. So what do you have to say well, about that too? We did tax food for many years, yeah. and some years ago, a number of us were actively involved in lobbying that that 
tax on food be removed, and it was not totally removed, but it was pushed way back. And yes. now, in order to balance whatever they have in mind with this new tax bill, in order to balance their revenue, they are proposing, well, in fact, it's a done deal. It's a done deal, and um, special session done deal, but, yeah. Um, but there's a petition out there. If someone has concerns about this, they can go to Harmon's Grocery yes. Store. And in the lobby, there's a place where you can very easily add your name to the list of people who are saying to the legislature, don't do this. Yes. So just because something was done doesn't mean it cannot be undone. Right. And again, uh, I keep coming back to the fact that as a Christian person, uh, I believe that the outward expression of one's inward faith needs to needs to be done, um, and and if we get tired of doing it, then Jesus told the story about the woman and the unjust judge who kept berating the judge over and over again because she was being treated unfairly within the legal system, and the judge finally relents, not because he agreed with her, but just because she kept coming at him demanding justice. So to me, yeah. it, is a, it is a clear example of why we need to continue doing this. Um, and indeed, Martin Luther King uh, was famous for, for saying that the arc of human history is long, but it bends towards justice. And he didn't mean it did that by itself. He meant that people continually pushing for these things makes that arc of history bend towards justice. And if we don't do these things, frankly, it won't go that way. We've had some successes. And when I say we have, I'm speaking um, knowing what you have done and uh, both of you have done and our church as a whole through um, resolutions that we've passed as a diocese and we've also in general convention. Um, you touched on capital punishment. Utah was the state that capital punishment resumed in in 1977 and now uh, today we actually are contemplating to end that um, are you looking that that could be some bills that we can also track I'm not aware of specific bills this year but if there are um, they will be important ones there's a group working on that right now right. so we are moving forward you know on this on that, and yes. we've talked about uh, some more responsible gun laws that might reduce gun violence. We've talked about some areas that affect the uh, those among us, our neighbors in their area of, uh, of uh, taxes. Um, one area that uh, are we to ever say, okay, it's now solved, and that is Medicaid expansion. We know that <laughs> right now we have pretty much full Medicaid expansion. Should we ignore that now or should we keep on top of that? I mean, do things come back? How do you keep track of that not being reversed? Oh, things come back. There's no question about that. Yes, I think you need, a person needs to stay vigilant. Um, as um, Nancy spoke um, just a moment ago about the tax on food, which is reduced, and now it's come back, it's being raised again. So one needs to be vigilant um, to make sure that the hard work that one has done to make changes um, for the good of the people um, don't get reversed. 
How do you find out about these hearings? We've talked about how you find out about the bills and formal hearings. We know they're published, but when there's some ad hoc group that meets on the steps of the Capitol or some group that maybe marches up the street, uh, how do you find out about those? Well, I find out about many of them by virtue of being involved out in the community and knowing people and, and simply picking up information. But I think the bishop can probably address that better than I because I think that there are probably ways on Facebook yes. that, that you can explore and, and learn what's going on locally. Yes, many of the groups uh, have a presence on Facebook and other forms of social media platforms. And so they regularly send out news and you can subscribe to those particular groups as well. And then if you do that, you'll get an email alerting you um, about an event coming up. And those are the ways to, to make sure that you're on top of these things. Uh, and, and if there's enough lead time, certainly the newspapers will, will write about it. Yes. And so all of these different, different ways and channels of communication are open. So we should get on some email list. I would say Moms Demand Action is a good one yes, for that is a very uh, gun good one. rights or gun issues. Certainly Crossroads Urban Center is a very good one. Um, do you have some others that you would recommend? Gun Violence Prevention Center of Utah is, a, is another It's a historic one. one, yes. It's one of the longest, it could be the longest group in existence here in Utah working on this. I think that probably is the case. And from the first days to now, uh, as you reflect back to when you first went up to the Capitol and as we're kind of starting to run out of time here, I think this is a good way to kind of look back as you look back to those first years that you came up to the Capitol and now you look back at some of those successes, the hate crimes, um, the uh, certain Medicaid expansion, those types of things, uh, does it make it where you see it was worthwhile, and of course it was always worthwhile because you were doing it because of your Christian obligation and faith, but as you look, does it seem like um, we're making progress? I think we are, and um, my involvement in things in the community goes back a long, long way to the early 1960s. But I think the basic thing is progress or not, and I believe there has been substantial progress in all of these areas, these are things that I have always felt that I can't not do. And just so every January comes around, we know where we're going to find you. <laughs> and I think yeah. we know where we're going to find you, Bishop, yeah. too, up there. And so this legislature is just in its first days. It's just getting underway. Um, predictions? Mm. Well, I think you can fairly predict that Nancy's going to be at the <laughs> Capitol. <laughs> I think that's a pretty safe yeah. one, as well as many others. Um, and how the legislature will ultimately, um, you know, um, move forward on any of these matters is really anybody's guess. Um, what is important, though, is that in the midst of it all, uh, one's voice is heard. And finally, I do want to make the point that we, anytime we talk about political discussions, that we're not talking about endorsing candidates here or anything. We're talking no. about concepts, ideas, 
that are very consistent with what the gospel tells us, correct? Correct, because we do have the separation of church and state. Uh, and a person might say, why are you doing this? Isn't there that separation? And the separation exists, um, as you just said accurately, that we do not endorse any candidate, um, any particular candidate, but we are able to speak on issues. Have you ever seen a time in our history either nationally or locally, that it's more important for us to be involved. And you go back to the 60s. <laughs> we all three of us here yeah. go back to the yeah. 60s, so we're not, uh, yeah. but we know at the 60s, the turbulence, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Has there ever been a time that you think is as important as today to become involved? I think every day is important, and for every generation and every period of time, it's important, and I think it goes back to what the bishop was saying about, about our faith. This is the time to do it. Well, with that, let's leave it with the Utah Podcapalians, <laughs> a podcast of the Diocese of Utah, where we explore our unusual state, and during the legislature, oh, is this an unusual state. I'm Craig Wirth of the Diocese, our guest, the Right Reverend Scott B. Hayashi, and Nancy Appleby. Thanks for listening.